One of the most popular and soothing sounds within the Islamic ideology is the call to the five daily prayers, also known as the Adhan. The Adhan, which many of Muslims and non-Muslims living in Islamic countries are familiar with, is one of the most significant Islamic rituals. Why is it? that before every prayer, Muslims recite the Adhan? Why is it that it's extremely recommended for Muslims, whether they're praying at home, or they're praying in their local mosques, or they're praying in their places of work, to recite the Adhan before every prayer? What is the significance of the person making the call of the Adhan, also known as the Mu'adhin? What is the significance of reciting the Adhan within the child's ears when he's born? How is it that we can begin a relationship, a relationship based on understanding with the Adhan from the moment that we are born until the moment that we depart from this life? This and a lot more will be examined in the episode dedicated to the ritual of Adhan. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين محمد وعلى آله الطيبين الطاهرين In the name of Allah, the gracious, the most merciful May the peace and the blessings of the Almighty Allah be with and amongst all the prophets all the messengers including the last and the beloved Muhammad and his honorable and dignified and purified progeny. Respected brothers and sisters, wherever you are, I greet you with the Islamic and universal greeting of peace. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. The call for the five daily prayers within the religion of Islam, also known as the Adhan, is by far one of the most popular acts of worship, one of the most popular rituals within the religion of Islam. Muslims in Islamic countries wake up to the call of Adhan at dawn every single day from the minarets of their local mosques. The call for the morning prayers, the call for the dhuhr prayers, the call for the asr prayers, the call for the maghrib prayers, and the call for the isha prayers. The day is occupied by this beautiful, soothing sound of the Adhan. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks of this notion within the Holy Qur'an and He focuses on the day of Friday. Allah the Almighty in the Holy Qur'an says, Chapter 62, Surah Al-Jum'ah, يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا إِذَا نُودِيَ لِلصَّلَاةِ مِنْ يَوْمِ الْجُمْعَةِ فَاسْعَوْا إِلَىٰ ذِكْرِ اللَّهِ وَذَرُوا الْبَيْقِ ذَلِكُمْ خَيْرٌ لَكُمْ إِن كُنْتُمْ تَعْلَمُونَ Allah 
declares the beginning and the establishment of the Friday prayers at its adhan. Meaning as soon as you hear the adhan of the, for the prayer on the day of Friday, neglect everything, hasten to the prayers, and go towards an abundance of blessings awaiting those who participate in the Friday prayers. The Adhan occupies an extremely prominent position within the religion of Islam. That is why you find that the five daily prayers, their call begins with the Adhan. That is why you find many traditions indicating the importance of Adhan, whether you're praying at home, whether you are praying at your place of work, or you're praying at your local masjid or your local mosque. To begin your prayers with the call of the Adhan and then the call of the Iqamah and then to enter into the prayers. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has kept an abundance of blessings and reward for those who begin their prayers with Adhan. Many of us hear the Adhan on daily basis. Some of us begin our prayers with the Adhan. However, have we asked ourselves of the significance of the Adhan? That is what we're going to try to examine on this topic. Number one, what is the effect of the Adhan? Number two, how did the Adhan become part of the Islamic practices? Number three, the position of the Mu'addin, the one making the call of the Adhan and the characteristics that he's ought to have. And number four, the importance of making the Adhan within the ear of the child at his birth and the relationship with the Adhan, the continuity of the relationship with the Adhan until the moment that we depart from this world. Allahumma salli ala Muhammad wa ali Muhammad. Allahumma salli ala Muhammad wa ali Muhammad. Number one, what is the effect of the Adhan? Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam in a extremely popular hadith narrated by Sunnis and Shia alike says to Bilal, the one who would make the call of the prayers, قُمْ يَا بِلَالْ فَأَرِحْنَا بِالصَّلَاةِ O ya Bilal, get up and bring ease to us with prayers. And what was the job of Bilal? The job of Bilal was indeed not to lead the prayers, but to call individuals, to make the call for Adhan, for people to gather, for the Jama'ah prayers within the Masjid of Rasulullah Therefore, one of the effects of Adhan is that it brings ease within our lives. When we hear the Adhan, it's a soothing sound. It's something that brings relaxation and khushu' and humility to the heart of the believers. For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, أَلَا بِذِكْرِ اللَّهِ with the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we are at ease and indeed the greatest forms of remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the call of the adhan. Again, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa speaks of another effect of the adhan and he says, 
أن الشيطان إذا سمع النداء بالصلاة هرب he, the shaytan, if he were to listen or hear the call of the adhan, the call to the prayer, then he escapes, he runs away. One of the effects of the shaytan, one of the effects of the adhan is that it drives the shaytan away and it prepares us and it puts us in that environment so that we can focus on our prayers, we can understand our prayers. That is why when they come to me and they say, Sayyid, what do we do when we begin to pray, we lose concentration. Some of us forget, are we in rak'ah number two, are we in rak'ah number four? Some of us have a difficulty concentrating on the words and the significance of the statements that we're uttering during prayers. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa here gives us the solution. Begin with adhan, drive the shaitan away, and then you'll be able to better focus on your prayers. Another effect of <coughs> the adhan, as Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, إِنَّ أَهْلَ السَّمَاءِ لَا يَسْمَعُونَ مِنْ أَهْلِ الْأَرْضِ شَيْئًا إِلَّا الْأَذَانِ The angels, the residents of the paradise, they don't hear anything from the residents of earth besides the adhan. Meaning, it's not that they cannot hear them, it's that they don't pay attention to anything besides the adhan. The adhan attracts their attention. The adhan is something beautiful to them. They listen to the adhan. The residents of the heavens, the angels, Mikail, Jibra'il, Israfil, the prophets living in paradise, they listen and they give ear to the call of prayers, the adhan, and that is why it is recommended after we finish the adhan, we raise our hands for dua. And when we do that dua, even the residents of the heavens will say ameen to that dua after the adhan. Number two, how did the adhan come into the Islamic ideology? How did it become part of the Islamic acts of worship. Here there is a disagreement and I don't want to take so much time talking about the history of the Adhan and how did this act of worship come into um, our religion. But some books of history, some historians say that Rasulullah asked the Muslims, he said, how can we call people towards the prayers? How can we let them know that it's time for prayers and we're beginning the Jama'ah prayers. Many of them gave different suggestions. One of them said, ring a bell like the Christians, and the other one said, go and call them in each alley and in each street. Another said, let's start a fire. And another one said, let us uh, bring drums. And it seems that they didn't really get to um, a decision. One of them, by the name of Abdullah ibn Abdul Rabbih, um, goes and sees a dream and he comes to Rasulullah and he says, Ya Rasulullah, I saw this dream that you have, that you are doing this adhan and that's what's attracting the Muslims to the prayer. Here some of them even indicate that this man was a Jewish man. Now if we were to take a look at this issue, Number one, Rasulullah really never asked the Muslims of recommendations 
as acts of worship, as in he didn't ask them, how long should we fast? How many rak'ah should our four prayer, our dhuhr prayers be? How should we perform our hajj? Should we shave our head or should we not shave our head after the pilgrimage is over? Rasulullah came and he told them, I am a deliverer. I am delivering the message of Allah. This is how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants you to worship. And indeed the adhan is an act of worship. We do the adhan qurbatan ila Allah, seeking nearness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Therefore it is less likely for me to believe that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would ask people to teach him how to call people for prayers. And it's even harder for us to believe that Rasulullah would ask a Jewish man who is not a Muslim to teach him in issues regarding the prayer which is the pillar of this faith in the salat amududdin and qubilat qubila ma siwaha wa in ruddat rudda ma siwaha he says that salat is the pillar of faith if it is accepted then the rest of our amal the rest of our acts of worship are accepted and if it is rejected then the rest of our acts of worship are rejected so where does that leave us that leaves us with the fact that rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wasallam received the adhan as a wahi from the angel jibrail the angel said to him ya rasulullah if you were to call people to come to the masjid, this is what they should say from the minarets. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Ashadu an la ilaha illallah. Ashadu an la ilaha illallah. Ashadu anna Muhammad Rasulullah. And the adhan continues. This beautiful call that attracts Muslims to their local mosques that establishes that spiritual environment for Muslims to establish their salah. Number three, what are the qualifications of the mu'adhin? Who is the mu'adhin? The mu'adhin is the one who is making the call for the prayers. What qualities should he have? What characteristics should he have? And who was the mu'adhan of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? And why is it that Rasulullah chose him as his mu'adhan? This is an extremely interesting topic. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says in regards to the mu'adhan, يُغْفَرُ لِلْمُؤَذِّنِ مَدَّ صَوْتُهُ وَبَصَرُهُ The Mu'adhin will be forgiven as loud as his voice and as vast as the space in front of him that he sees. So if he looks at a big mosque, if he stands in the middle of his garden at home, if he stands in the middle of his office, as far as his eyes witness, Allah will forgive his sins. And as loud as his voice, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive his sins. Meaning that the adhan, this could be a metaphorical approach, that the adhan is a mean of forgiveness. A person that calls, Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah. I witness there is no God but Allah. Ashhadu anna Muhammad rasulullah I witness that Muhammad is his messenger. For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive him for that beautiful call. 
وَيُصَدِّقُهُ كُلَّ رَطِبٍ وَيَابِسٍ And every living and non-living existence will witness that his statements are true. They validify the statements within the Adhan. And for every person who stands up and prays after he hears that Adhan, that person receives a reward. Therefore, if you're at your local mosque or if you're at your home or if you're at your office, don't be shy to make the Adhan. Sometimes people are shy. I shouldn't be doing the Adhan. I'm shy. I don't have a beautiful voice. We make excuses. The forgiveness of your sins. The hasana, the reward that you gain by people praying after your adhan, and more importantly, getting the valid validation, and more importantly, getting the validation of every living and non living organism that surrounds you while you do the adhan. Amir al Mu'mineen Ali ibn Abi Talib says something extremely beautiful. Sometimes we may not pay attention to this. He says, He says, Let the best of you do the adhan. Let the most noble of you do the adhan. Let the purest of you do the adhan. Look at how Imam Amir al-Mu'mineen does not say, Let the one with the more beautiful voice do the adhan. In fact, it's, it's recommended, it's good that someone with a beautiful voice would stand up and do the adhan. However, that's not what Imam Ali concentrates on. And that's not what Rasulullah concentrated on. And once the adhan is done, then Amir al-Mu'mineen says, then the person that leads the prayers shall be afqahukum, the one with more knowledge. The one, the most knowledgeable should be leading the prayers. Therefore, the best of you makes the adhan the most knowledgeable of you leads the prayers. Rasulullah could have decided to choose someone that is beautiful looking, someone that is popular, someone that has a beautiful voice, someone who everybody knows to stand up and do the adhan. Yet Rasulullah chose who? An Abyssinian slave by the name of Bilal. And Bilal could not pronounce his words correctly because he was tortured in the torture houses in Mecca by the pagan Arabs of Quraysh. So he would say, Ashadu Allah ilaha illallah, instead of saying, Ashadu Allah ilaha illallah. They came to him, Ya Rasulullah, who's this guy? He's not good looking. He's a slave. He cannot pronounce Arabic. Why would you choose him? What did Rasulullah say? Rasulullah says, Sheenu, Sinu Bilal in Sheenun Indallah. Even his pronunciation, when he says seen, it is sheen in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's books. Therefore the adhan and the mu'adhin occupies an extremely important position. Imam Zain al-Abideen speaks of haqqul mu'adhin in rasalatul huquq. Let us look at the rights of the mu'adhin in rasalatul huquq. Let us make sure that we give him his rights, we give him the respect that he deserves.
last but not least, why is it that we recite the adhan in the child's ear when he's born? That's something that we grew up with. We see when a kid's born, they take him, they recite the adhan in his right, the iqamah in his left. However, do we wonder why? Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam says, Ya Ali, O Ali, speaking to Amir al-Mu'mineen, إِذَا وُلِدَ لَكَ غُلَامَ أَوْ If you happen to have a boy or a girl, add it to your family. If Allah blessed you with a newborn, فَأَذِّنْ فِي أُدُنُهِ الْيُمْنَى Then make sure you recite the adhan in his right ear. وَأَقِمْ فِي الْيُسْرَى And recite the iqamah in his left. فَإِنَّهُ لَا يَضُرُّهُ الشَّيْطَانُ أَبَدًا For after that the shaytan will not trouble this child. As this child grows from the moment that he's born, he hears the beautiful words of the adhan, the declaration of God's oneness. The witness that there is no God but Allah. The witness that Muhammad is the last and final messenger. Those are the most beautiful and most significant nourishments that come from the father into the soul and the spirit and the mind of the child. But that does not stop there. Amir al-Mu'mineen wa Mawla al-Muwahideen says to his companions, مَنْ سَاءَ خُلُقُهُ فَأَذِّنُوا فِي أُذُنِهِ Whoever has depression, whoever has temperament, whoever has problems with his behavior, take him and recite the adhan in his ears. It will give him peace. It will soothe him. It will remove the shaitan away from him. Therefore, the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, from the time we're born, it continues with us until the day we depart. And we seek help and we seek blessings from the adhan when it comes to our emotional and men mental illnesses. وَآخِرُ دَعْوَانَا أَنَ الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ وَصَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَى مُحَمَّدٍ وَآلِهِ الطَّيِّبِينَ الطَّيِّبِينَ